You're very welcome to episode 29 of LOI Weekly, uh, the last one before Dan McDonald finally gets married and we can stop talking about the bloody thing. And today's show is going to be uh, a very, uh, I suppose, hot and heavy show, Dan. We're going to give it 40 good minutes, uh, your last 40 LOI Weekly <laughs> minutes of freedom. <laughs> yeah, that's a, nice, that's a nice way of putting it, Johnny. Thanks and Johnny McDonald is with us as well. Johnny, we've, we've got Johnny in as well. Yeah, just to get Has the, the meter running outside? I could give you a good advice, Dan. It's, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. You're a fan of collar and cuffs? Collar and cuffs. I yeah. seen Dan's suit yeah. hanging up there last week. I was in with Declan there and collar and cuffs getting one of my suits for my Shameless. soccer republic. Look at this plugging going and, on here. Oh, this is, and your suits look well, Dan, I have to say. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's good. Well. Are you happy with your suit choice? Yeah, no, pretty, pretty content. I mean, I have to you know, get off today to go and sort of pick them up, you know, mm. and, and get going. You know? Getting agonisingly close, no? It is, it yeah. is. I mean, really, I mean, I think people just don't want to hear about this too much. I mean, and we'll also, it next week. It's like the time, what was the time it was the Theo Walcott was on um, TV talking about, like, you know, someone congratulated him on a personal event. It might have been like he had a first kid or something like that. And he went into pure cliche mode, like, yeah, listen, it's a good, you know, just have to see what happens. Take it as we go. So, you know, take it each row at a time and see what happens. Let's just move on. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's episode 29 and we're on Soccer Republic. Uh, on Soccer Republic. I've said it again. Why am I keep saying that? In fairness, he was on about Soccer Republic a few minutes ago because he got the suits We're on Johnny Soccer Republic. (laughs) (laughs) McDonald. Good Soccer Republic the other night with Alan Cawley, Clinton Morrison and Joy and Doe. Ah, sure, look. Yeah. He loves you know Alan. Alan will, Alan will keep Alan. going and going and going and going and going. He's like the Duracell bunny sometimes. <laughs> and uh, right, we, let's, let's just recap on a few things. He's texting Johnny as we speak. What are we on then? We're probably on iTunes and Ron Stitcher, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And uh, you Give can still send in you your want. Snapchat and all that. Yeah. I'm uh, still hungover from the weekend, so I, you're I'm also wearing. A, you. shall, shall we also mention? I was wearing shades as well. Shades, and you're also wearing a pair of like Jesus sandals. I'm just out just, of bed. You've just given up. I, mean, I have, yeah. What about your bed. socks, Johnny? Uh, well, I, I'm going to the gym after the show, so I like. Oh, you're uh, in the gym at six o'clock this morning. That is Parnell's. impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Connor Mortimer's gym out there in Parnell at six o'clock this morning. Connor Mortimer. Connor. Yeah, will Mayo win the All Ireland? Said no. Yeah. <laughs> Connor's from Mayo. But, but Johnny, just to paint a picture for people, Johnny is here in his sandals and his, and his jeans. It's uh, it's a good look, Johnny. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Mm-hmm. I'll dress differently at the wedding. I have a surprise in store for the wedding, by the way. Um, Limerick <laughs> nil harps two uh, on Friday night, and uh, that was a desperate result for Limerick. And I think they'd nearly all the shots on target and all that, but uh, Tosi missed a penalty. Uh, Shamrock Rovers three, Cork one. I think you were at that, Dan, were you? I wasn't. I was in Georgia. You were in Georgia. Uh, sorry, of course. Yeah, yeah. Dundalk six, Pats nil. Uh, Bowes one, going United one. I was at that game, and uh, going United really should have come away with uh, the victory it's there. Recurring team, Johnny. Yeah, really dominated the last quarter. Like Mr. Sitter probably had a penalty. Sule uh, pushed. Corey Cunningham, I thought it was fairly blatant. Didn't get it. These things happen. But a lot of results going against us now in the box. Side. It's getting. It's just getting. It's getting tight. Oh, it's getting ominous for Galway that they have. They just can't seem to just win these games. I know we've talked about it the last couple of weeks, but it's just when you're down there, it just seems like it's hard to, to get out of it. And know? the point for Bowes, Bowes will be okay. Finn Harps. And Harps beating Limerick was a terrible big result win. for us. Yeah. Big win for Harps. In fairness to Ollie, I, I think he's done fantastic work there. You know, and so the, I'm at the Hurling on Sunday? Well, yeah. so much that. Yeah, um, but Ollie has done some job, hasn't he? Absolutely. And, you know, he's... The group that he has, you know, they know their way around this relegation business, and I just think they're going to be okay. I think they'll, I think they pull an out, win out when it's really important. When you know they, they'll get that three points, and they might just survive. But if they survive, you're talking about are you talking about Sligo and Galway going down, Gal- or are we talking about Limerick, who just seem to mm. be 
they seem to be plummeting, don't they? You just did the action, Johnny, of like a plane going down downhill, sort of uh, yeah. fast. Some some I mean, worries, some worries about the long term funding future. I've been hearing of late as well at Limerick. That that seems to have just that seems to go around about Limerick every so often in the last couple of years, mm. and then <laughs> they come out of it and they go. Well, in fairness to them, they've 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 tried to get the stadium in order. Yeah, they're putting the pitches and go. You know, so the infrastructure is is, is definitely there. For Neil McDonald, though, Johnny, like so far, you'd have to say he hasn't. Hasn't produced the, the results in the pitch. Anyway, no, it like. hasn't happened. I mean, since obviously since Martin left, it hasn't been great. You know, he's come in, a new scene, a new league for him. He hasn't really got the grips with it whatsoever. Players gone. Uh, Clinton Morrison said on Soccer Public he was surprised that he became a number one. Well, you know, I don't know them, the, the lads. Clinton obviously knows them, but it hasn't happened for them. Now, whether they survive and they scrape through it, and it looks like they might. And then he gets a handle on it for next season and he knows his way around and he brings in his own players. Funding obviously will have to come into that. But it, it hasn't happened for him. It really hasn't. Mm. So, so then, so that you're, if you think they might scrape through it, are you thinking Sligo Galway or I'm looking at your beloved Pats there who look to have turned a corner but they've got a pretty tricky enough run in. Well, look, last week wouldn't have done them. You know, their confidence any good. I mean, taking uh, hammering up in Dundalk. Six. I'd obviously did a player down. You know, Ian Birmingham. Though, what off. was he doing though? Like you know, I obviously he said something to the ref. I mean, they lost all chance in that game by him getting sent off at that stage. Well, especially against the likes of Dundalk, you know, that'll just keep coming at you. Look, whatever he said to the referee, he obviously felt he he, he had to let, let him out and let him off. But six goals, no no return. Like I mean, I I looked, I went out to see them recently in Port Mark in the cup match. And the previous before that, where they won the three games in a row, and it looked like yeah, they're bouncing. They brought in Killian Brennan, they brought in uh, O'Connor from Limerick. Limerick. You know, so we said, yeah, it looks like they get a bit of stability around the place, but it looks like you know they're getting dragged back into it. They're back on seeding goals as well, and it just uh, mentioned that Harps game. Did you see the goals in the Harps game? The no, I didn't see the, the Harps goal. No. Pass by Paddy McCord for the first goal was just another moment of brilliance to unlock a defence that just seems to be getting them goals down at a crucial time. Yeah, they've, they've definitely scored more goals this year. I mean, I don't know, the goal difference situation down there as well. I mean, they're still actually minus 20 halves. Galway only minus seven. Yeah, Galway have the best goal difference. So, I mean, it's, it is worth a point to them potentially if they can sort of get close enough. I mean, actually, Pat's had a pretty decent one and that's why, you know, conceding six is sort of put theirs back to well, minus 10 I, I mean it, it wouldn't shock you the way things are going if this actually becomes pretty important going into the last week of the season oh definitely the, the, yeah. the, the, the sort of the goal different situation but um, didn't mention Sligo they're in the Iron Brew Cup at the weekend of course uh, along with Bray both teams knocked out yeah. I think we'll just leave it there really <laughs> yeah, to be honest that's, that's, that's enough about but, that but just from a punting perspective a lot of people started betting on the Irish teams are like well Bray were something like 4-5 to five to beast they're fourth tier in Scotland aren't they oh yeah, yeah and loss I know I know. and Sligo lost what was going on Dan I, I don't know from I, listen, I, yeah. I mean I was in another country at the time and so, so were some of the players that you mentioned there uh, I don't think I can't imagine there was high in the motivation stakes but then again uh, I also think it shows you I don't, I don't think like the bottom half of the table is comp- it's competitive but I don't think it's uh, it wouldn't as strong be too as much into it no I think, I think you'd be losing the plot to, to, mm. to, to, to deduce too much from it Um but, I mean, I don't think Sligo wanted a distraction. And really, I don't think of having that another game in, in the next couple of weeks. They've got to get their act together. Because for all the teams down there, 
I think you know they would suffer the most. And Sligo and Pats have the most to lose by going down, really. You know, I mean, Sligo are full time. So you know? Galway, though, you know, well, Galway have a lot to lose. I mean, I know there's some talk maybe new investors that might might be coming in there, but oh, God, Sligo. Well, it's just the, it's just you know? the infrastructure again in Sligo and, and in Galway. The stadium is good, pitches are good. You know, the good place to go and watch. And if you lose both of them to the first division, granted Waterford will be coming up. Facilities down there are good. And they'll come up, and you know what's going to happen there. Like there's going to be money available there, and Nutty will throw money at. They'll they'll be looking to be. Oh, they'll top be competitive. Half. Absolutely be for competitive. next season. Oh, they and still I have to get the job story. done. Yeah. And they'll they'll get over yeah. the line, but I'm sure Pat has all his his, his players lined up for next season, and and uh, he be he be going around getting his lads ready, and and they be looking to do a bit of a bray. I'd say you know up that end of the table next year. Bit of no, a bray. No, yeah. Bit that's of a bray. Okay, North Korean bray. Actually, John, do Pat could be the South Korea yeah. of the? Uh, do Pats have the character though on the team to get out of it if they get into trouble? And that'll be question now, Johnny. That just seems to be a lack of urgency or drive, or it's a bit like it'll be all right. We're grand. We're better than these, and we're. And, you know, there's no kind of... I, I don't see it on the pitch. There's no leaders. Do you know that Ger O'Brien retiring? Like, oh, he was baffled I, by I that. just can't get, get my right head around that. I think right back's been a problem for them as well. I just can't get my head around that. Like, he was a leader on the pitch, the captain. You know, I think he's a bit more... I don't know whether it's an injury or Ger's pathway now is leading him towards being the coach. And That's what he said, the latter, yeah. Well, Ger, he's the director of... You but know, he was re-registering. Well, I mean, he actually, I don't think he was re-registering. I think he was always maybe possibly registered. I could be wrong on that. But he certainly, like he played in a friendly, I think. He was in and around the summer. It looked like he was coming back. And um, it just hasn't happened for but I'm reason, not saying you know. he's, you know, one player. But to answer your question, Johnny, I think they should have enough. I really do. I know the their keeper situation now is going to be an issue. Yeah, well, so they, they, I don't know much about the Polish guy who's gone in, but um, he did baptism of fire, obviously, <laughs> on Friday. And it, some of the goals in the second half had a bit of a comical nature about them. They reminded me a bit of Atlone and Cork in the cup. <laughs> that they were just all over the shop, really, at that stage, Pats. And even if you're down to ten men, you shouldn't be conceding no six goals no, like that. Absolutely like, you not. Know. No, no. I mean, Serbia were down to nine men at one stage last night. Oh, God, yeah. That's not anyway, the less said <laughs> about very, that. Very, about very just, briefly on that, though, John. Like, just watching Ireland the last couple of games, I mean, what, what do you deduce from this when you're looking at our national team playing caveman football to such an extent that we have been playing? Well, like? It was like night and day from the Georgia game. I have to say, and it was like night and day. The one thing about this group of players, I have to say, the commitment and the honesty and the work rate, everything, you know, we know they'll put that in. And... Obviously, Coleman missing out of the team as well. He, you know, big player for the team as well. But that'll only get you so far. And I think we have to accept that we're at a certain level in international football. I've, I've no doubt we'll be Moldova we'll and we'll beat. I think we can go and beat Wales. Yeah, I think we can go and get the six points. All, I, I, I really do. And I, I think that's the level that we're at. Yeah, we'd like to see them playing a bit better and a bit more open. But, you know. If you said, I think Tony asked Martin, you know, how, what are you going to do over the next couple of days? I think they've they done a lot to, from the way they played against George to the way they played against last night. And if they can get that level of play and commitment and style, if, if that's what you want to call it. And the selection, the team selection, again, was important. The, the midfield, obviously, mm. for me, was, was a lot better. But, you know, Wes and... and uh, Myler. Myler. You know, they're not the answer. We, we need to be now looking at Noel, Noel, Noel already was going to say, God bless him, and Noel King, under 21s. And is there anything coming through? What's next? It doesn't give us a great chance to look at players because if you're out of competition, you could say, let's put these players mm. in and have a look and see what level they're at and what's coming through. 
Caveman stuff, Johnny, yet against George. Absolutely. I, I, I was at the game last night now, obviously, in Serbia. I, I, I wasn't impressed at all by it. I thought we showed plenty of character. But mm. like we're, when they were down to 10 men, we, we had no idea how to actually well, break through. I think, yeah, I think the problem was you wanted Wes on the pitch probably mm. at that point. Mm. And we shouldn't be relying on Wes, uh, No, he's 35, of course. That's no. the point. Right. And, and actually, I think they also missed having McGeady, on the, who actually, mm. when, when Wales went down to 10 against us earlier in the year, McGeady came on and actually just got the ball moving <laughs> a bit. You know, the, 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 some <laughs> of the decision-making last night was so rushed. I think there is a broader debate that it, you do watch the games over the last five days and you, you sort of do think you, ne- you, you know the character is there and you know the effort is there and there's always going to be an element of aggression and directness but you, you sometimes find yourself watching the national team go is this it like is this the product of something and but, you mentioned the 21s yeah. Johnny, but there's often there's not often like a sort of a joined up thinking between the bridge stops there we don't cross but even over. style of play yeah, yeah, like you know I mean. I mean like you have this and we've talked about this I think before like you know, you have the underage teams that are playing a particular Four, formation three, three, or a yeah. particular system, but then you get to the senior team and it's it's something. It's it, it's a completely different world. It's, it's, it's entirely it's, results it's, driven. Like get the results, and it doesn't matter how we play. I know it. why it's results driven yeah. because just the it's way the that the, 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 the association sort of financial health and so on is based around qualifying, and they they sign marquee manager after marquee manager to try and get a drive going and a you know, big name and let's get some tickets but, and let's get people going, but. They're often, I think, detached. Like, and in fairness, the managers themselves are sort of brought in, and you know, you've managed. You're like, you're, you have to have almost a selfish remit. You know, you get jobs, or you're gone. You get oh, results, no or you're gone. Yeah. So it, it's a difficult one. But I think you look at the age profile of the squad at the moment, and like yeah. that, that, that breeds into a natural. Like we're talking about Wes is thirty five. You're also talking about Walters who's thirty three, Darren Murphy who's thirty four, um, and Shane Long who's is thirty thirty one. I think he's eighty seven. Yeah, thirty now, um, thirty one in January. And and they are your your front four, but, your but, attacking options all over thirty. But but, but that broader chat where you're talking about, about the players coming through with the fourteens, fifteens, and playing that system, it's like as if you've been trained to be a carpenter, and then when you come to the senior team, they tell you you're a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if that's the only way you can describe uh, it. You mentioned that uh, Ryan Manning got two goals under twenty ones uh, the goal we yeah. that night. But just just to bring it on to Roland Rovers Curtis playing, Roland Curtis was playing up front yeah. as well. Ryan Delaney just to. Delaney. Bring it back to this parish yeah. as such. I mean, Curtis played, but there's um, there is that sort of. God. The one, I mean, I would make the Sean Maguire point as well. Um, I, I'm not not just saying all. Oh, Maguire should have been in there and I think he can be just perceived as to being just banging a drum there um, but I think possibly uh, they've, they've paid the penalty for not looking at Maguire earlier in the year I even think last night when you were when they were down to 10 they didn't have another striker on the bench to turn to McGoldrick had personal reasons as well um, and Hogan hasn't the clearance hasn't gone through but having three strikers in the squad um, for the two games hurt them and if Maguire had been even in in June to train even what's to see Euro- what he could do was yeah. it a Uruguay game we could have played him in what's, what was the friendly there, there game was a, there was a friendly in yeah. the summer I'm actually having a brain freeze yeah. now about what the actual game was well, I think it was Uruguay yeah because he, well, he, yeah, he would have had to miss the game with Dundalk to go to Mexico it was the game yeah no Iceland was March um, the, the game against Mexico was um, was the chance to experiment he played Daryl Horgan in the middle of midfield but Maguire to go there would have had to miss the game against them but, but Shane Long the Shane Long the, the work he does you know the, the amount of work he's in Georgia you know he's up there on his own and I looked at him last night after 65 I'm not saying he was out in his, but he's blown and blown I thought and, he was Yeah, I, I I thought he, was. he looks a bit bereft and, and, and Walters who was, who was an injury doubt yeah. the two of them weren't, weren't fresh and he took, he took on her and to give, give him a yeah. go I think have, not having a, a poacher type striker 
on the bench in that situation because they were putting a lot of long balls into the box but there was no one there to actually anticipate if Stephen Kenny were managing Ireland though how would they be playing in oh, they, play, they play a very different yeah. way but, but I'm that's not, not sure. to say they'd be any better well and it's not to say you necessarily would have the time to implement it either mm. to be yeah. fair you think about you come in on an international week on a Sunday and you've, or on a Monday sorry and you've, you've got a game on a Friday so you think maybe the first day the players are recovering a bit you only, I don't know Johnny you tell but, me you always, how much can you do in three days well, well, you well know? tell you what we used to do we, we'd have the two matches Brian, of course, yeah. yeah. So we would have two, we, you'd obviously have the two games. We would look at the game and say, Can we get something out of this match here? What group would we play? Who are we playing? But we would also have the two games running parallel separately. So, you know, we'd be working on both of them. So, as soon as we finish the first one, we're straight into the second one for the players. That is not how we're playing on Tuesday. We would have everything set up for both games as if you're we playing them the next day. But, you know, that's the way we would have done it. We would have said, yeah, we're coming out with that and we're straight into this. We're just pushing up on the side and we're straight in. What now? This office into the next office. Am I getting ready for the next game? Um, just, but, but just in relation to, you know, the time, Dan, I agree with you that you don't have the time, but you've still got to organise your team for scenarios like if we've a man sent off, if they've a man sent off, you know, what do we do? And sometimes you've got to, instead of having one of these days in training where we'll do all this lovely Sometimes you've got to say, this is specific to what we're going to do. If they lose a man, this is the tactics we're going to bring. And they, they, they were very strong in the air at the back, which you could tell all along. And our solution to the problem at the end was basically get it to the fullback, put it in the box. Well, once, you know, and I'm, I'm sure if it went in the box and someone had knocked it down and we discovered, he said, yeah, we done everything was done right. With no other ideas, though. Yeah. Get, there was no going uh, through them. Like, football is primarily played through the middle now, like from Barcelona's way of playing. The wide game is not as much as it used to be. 4 4 2 isn't as popular. But we still were rigid. Well, when teams playing narrow, sometimes you have to go mm. wide. Like, and, and we did it early on in the game. We got it and we switched to play and we got it wide. And Christy got down the line a fair bit. Yeah. His delivery, Odell come on, he got there and he didn't get the crosses yeah. when we could have. I think they were happy to allow him have yeah. the ball sometimes. But, but, but they, they were as, Dan, like, yeah. Yeah. But they looked as if they could have went up another gear. Yeah, I, I, I thought I like so. they, the quality of Matic and Kolarov yeah. and some of them players, like Matic is a beautiful footballer. Yeah. The, yeah, the one point I should make in the context of this show as well, though we talk about we haven't got the players and, and so on, that will be another line you will hear. Um, what about Northern Ireland, though? And what Michael yeah. is doing up there, yeah. which is extraordinary. And they are clearly exceptionally well prepared for the games. And, and I think when Michael was here, it was, as in when I say here, like in the league here, you did see Rovers in Europe. It wasn't always like, beautiful to watch at all but they were very, very good at constructing organized, a game plan mm. very game, organized they always had a game plan for games and tactically that's what you always heard back and Rovers from, did well like people will compare them to Dundalk and Dundalk did a lot better but Rovers for what they had did quite well they quitted themselves I, fairly well I at, think they were spent once they got yeah. to but, but going to Belgrade good performances and so on like, like they were you can see some parallels and actually they did well probably did better away from home in all their games he probably Europe. learned a lot from that with a view to Absolutely. playing I suppose notionally superior well, it's teams the next in international yeah. football mm. it's the next level to let's talk football. about though um, what, what does look like a team that is bringing players up very nicely Bulger for Rovers of the night uh, just from the very highlights good. and obviously Trevor Clark's running that Rovers well, Rovers, who, whose manager, I believe, uh, was actually dismissed from the line in an under-15s game at the weekend, Stephen Bradley, I'm told. So uh, we, he apparently got a bit hot and heavy on, uh, the, on there was the Sunday. A, there was a game between Rovers and Kevins at the weekend, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm not, they're, they're, not, really, not fully 15s. on top of the details and there's different versions, so I'm not going to start... The Rovers under-15 seem to be a really, really serious, serious, serious Somebody operation. said they're training in the morning. Training, early, I think. And, and, and 6.15am. The, the, the players um, are being advised, I think, not to be doing PE in school and that's, this is what I'm told from it's one of the parents, one of the players, and Duffer, 
whatever he's if this is his first stint of management, he's putting his heart and soul into it. Well, he said though. last night on TV he was going into coaching yeah. and management, so yeah. maybe this. But look, he's been through all that. He's come through whatever is is is. What do you make of Rovers at the moment? Um, I, no. I had a bit of a pop off them a couple of weeks on, on soccer pub because I was in, they were they had lost eleven matches. You know, I watched them. The big Cork obviously recently very good. I watched them against Derry. Derry were too too good for them on the night. There were a couple of chances, and uh, who did I see them prior to that? Um, wasn't lo- the Bowes game was it? It was the Bowes game. They were yeah. poor. Bowes are well worth their on the on the day. And I just I just said to myself, you know, it's not they're talking. They're going to do this and going to do that. It's a new manager. Yeah, he's come in. But the point I was making was that they weren't making any progress on the top two teams point wise over the last couple of seasons where they had finished say. 15 points behind, 22 points behind, and at that stage they were 29 points behind Cork. Now, granted, Stephen wasn't there, but all I'm saying is that they weren't making any headway. Now, it was toward the finish in Europe good enough for over. Yeah, I think it's great for them to get into Europe this year and qualify, but they need to bridge that gap to catch up on Dundalk, who are going to be motoring again next year by the looks of it. Cork will obviously get a couple of players in. They're the next team to bridge the gap. And I had a little bit of a pop to say that. And look, if they responded and they go and be caught great. Just, yeah, one of the players uh, was on about Lee Grace who signed from Go United. And we've spoken about how good he is. Everybody is blown away by him. He is more composed and better technically than Shane Duffy already. And that's a fact. And apparently he's made a huge impression of Rovers. But as well as that, Dan, um, these young players, just the role they're playing. Bulger, I think he's 17, 17. is he? Yeah, and he's been involved with the Irish under 19 squad. And... Um, I, I think it's generally quite good for the the league and where you want the league to go to be able to watch, you know, say, a big game on a Friday night and see a seventeen-year-old being able to play in it and you know in centre mid and teenagers. You it know, reminds me of players. Pat Fenlon when he was young lad. Really? That's yeah, that style. You know, shape and yeah. And was not a big Fen- lad. What, what like? was Pat Fenlon like as a young lad? And was he sort of a sparky sort of yeah, bit, bit player, yeah, but he's you know, a lovely left footman. But yeah, yeah, yeah but for, very composed, good delivery of the ball, clever, really clever. Good on the ball, but it reminds me of Pat a little bit, you know, but uh, probably technically a little bit better than Pat, but that type of player. Yeah, well, I remember watching Bulger play for the Irish underage team in the summer. It was under-17s, actually, wasn't it, in the yeah. European Championships? And when they played against Germany, and he looked like like a boy on the pitch. Now, all the Irish team did, actually, Germany were... They, Destroyed them, like you know, and and they were they looked like that was they, seven. They, they, were different, was they looked like a different size of, of team, but he, but the fact that Bulger is now playing against men and still able to handle himself, Garrod Morrissey and um, but he's young. Like again, with all these guys, you're at, they're at the key point of their career Buckley now. Buckley, sorry, Buckley, yeah. yeah, he's gonna like he's played a couple of games. You know, every every sort of 17, 18 year old who breaks through at any level faces a test now. That all of a sudden, right. Can he build from it and not sort of? And it of will give him confidence, Dan, because it really will. Clark has, to be fair, you know. You know, and but going into that, the team is getting established and they're definitely moving on. And it's great that they're bringing the young players through and they have the academy. So in a couple of years' time, you know, will will we be seeing 16, 17 year olds, you know, get definitely well, and, and, and in the context and not to go back to the national team debate, but I mean, I think we do need to have a league with a lot of young players definitely. like that in it you know that that is part of the pathway whatever look, you definitely. debate about look it, at Wales what's the lad got to go for Wales there? yeah Woodburn, Woodburn yeah 17 but at Liverpool we yeah. can't lose sight of Cork though you know and just um, this was I, again I was I didn't see the game but um, it looked a fairly abject performance relative to what they've been capable I of I watched them against Finn Harps they were lucky to get the win up in Finn Harps in the midweek remember the, yeah. the Monday match on Monday bit of a lucky goal keeping away to being fouled or whatever but they're just stumbling. I just think they're going to just get to the line. They're coming to two fences out now, Johnny, as mm. you would know. And he's looking, they're looking back and Dutton Talk are going to chase them all the way to that line. The problem yeah. is, they have another race, though, that is the cup like. And the 
the issue with Cork now is if their form continues into the cup, they can't really win it the way they're playing at the moment. So whereas they will win the league because they're so far yeah. ahead, I'd I'd really fancy Dundalk or Rovers, as Dan says, going I'd probably have a lot to do in the cup. But I don't I think Cork that's the issue with them. Cork's challenge should be winning the double now. And watching the highlights of the game Friday night, even the first goal that Finn got was really, really poor defending. It was just like standing off and then kind of Bennis sort of throws a foot at it. Like it was an innocuous enough shot. Like the, It's the just the tension <clears throat> for them that they're so close. You know, they just... It's more than that. Them players John. just want to get over that line, it's, Johnny. It's more than... It's, it's to do... It has to do with the two lads leaving, I think. Absolutely. And we should mention Johnny Dunleavy's been injured as well, but yeah. they're just not playing well. And they seem to... Dooley's been out as well, which I think is a big loss, but they haven't just haven't replaced Maguire at all. But in saying that, They've been brilliant all year. I know McGuire's gone and they've been so well, consistent and you've got to hand it to them. Every time Dundalk came out, they just kept motoring on and winning the games and winning the games. So, look, delighted if they can get over the line and get over it quick. They just want to get over that line, Johnny. I've been there. Team Chase. Just since, sorry Dan, to come in. Just since since the since Maguire and O'Connor left, this, to the best of my knowledge, they've played six league games uh, five of them were against teams in the relegation zone and one of them was against Rovers their goal difference in those six games is negative and they also lost to Rovers in the League Cup well, so that's the seven games but it won't matter uh, once you get even, over their even, form is very poor oh, it at the is, moment, but, relatively but it is but even in their bad days you see how they were that was the first time they conceded more than one in a league game all <coughs> more season more than one and, and you're talking this is September you know, so been brilliant. so like that's extraordinary. You know wow. that 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 is an incredible stat, really, uh, and I hope it's true. Um, but uh, the, the 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 they deserve to win the league on that basis. You know, and I I, I thought Caulfield was quite critical of the players afterwards, and it's interesting because. I guess you know what's the psychology of a manager when he comes out to publicly have a go with a player. He probably feels, listen, I think he got the sense that players are not. I don't. I don't think he was suggesting that they were coasting, but he almost feels that they feel they have. Well, wasn't the there a bit won. of a circus before the match with John and and, and Rovers, and there was all this yeah. going on in the paper? Just leave that and just get on with it. You know, they yeah. didn't need that before the game. Uh, Stephen Bradley had the same at Bowles the night Bowles beat them Stephen had a pop-up Bowles all week in the paper and this and I just think John should just deal with it in the dressing room his players are being brilliant for him he, he, he can criticise them inside he, he shouldn't pr- criticise them publicly because they've been brilliant yeah I don't think he was going mad I think yeah. he just felt that you know some players I think I can't don't have the specific quotes in front of me but you know they almost feel as though the league is won and they have a job to do and maybe he's just he just feels he needs to give them that Kicking sort of the kick side, that, yeah. that, that they've just got into some kind of slump um, and it's it's I, I think there's interesting times coming at Cork I mean they, they've Again, we just can't go down the, too much of a negative route. They've, this is the third league win in their history. They don't, they haven't won enough, and when they win it, it's going to be huge for them. But they probably are at a stage where um, they're going to want to win this league and they want to try and go for the double. But they've they've lost a couple of players. They have some older players in other positions, and they, they face a, a big winter. And like I think even the next couple of weeks, I mean, teams are finishing this season, but they're probably looking at recruitment and, and but, contracts and stuff for next season because I think Rovers are. Are, are definitely going to recruit heavily over the winter. Waterford are going to recruit heavily. Who will finish ahead of each other next season, Rovers and Cork? Who would you fancy oh, at this? I still think Cork have that much of a cushion, but I think it'll be really, 
The question really wasn't there Friday night. No, no, it wasn't there yeah. Friday night, but it has to be there across the season. I mean, Rovers have still lost, what, nine? 11. Ten, yeah, 11, 11. games. Yeah. So um, they've got a road to travel to get that consistency, particularly where we can talk about the very promising young players they have. They may, they may lose some of them. But that's I mean, the point. Rovers could lose Trevor Clark, who's been a huge player for them, and then all of a sudden you're faced, with, you're faced with, you know, Cork losing Maguire and, and the Dock lose. But John Hargan would have liked to get know. the league wrapped up now because from a manager's perspective, what you're talking about, Dan, about recruitment and who he might, he'd be able to put lads in to say, right, I'm giving you the last five or six games yeah. of the season, have a good look at him and say yes or no. Yeah. And he can make his mind up on it. Now it's going to get to the last two or three games and he might be still up in the air over a couple of players and, 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 and whatever. I, but the thing is as well though, if you, I mean the cup, presuming they get the job done within their next one or two league games, the cup is their priority then. then they've got to beat Longford this weekend, we should probably look at the games in a sort of a, a couple of minutes. But, um, do you want to be chopping and changing your team all the time when then you've got to drop a big cup game into the middle of it? And then, you know, do you lose momentum by sort of changing things around too much? <laughs> it's a brilliant, it's, it, it's a brilliant opportunity for them to go and win the double, right? Because, yeah. you know, if they can get through, get through long for that on, on Saturday, it's, it's a great opportunity. But, you know, you look at it and you look like Rovers should get through, you know, Dundalk should get through against Strahd and Cork should get through so the top three teams in the league are yeah, going to get to Dan, does this mean that the third and fourth place um, in the league might not be as significant? It as mightn't be relevant at yeah. all. I mean, if, if, if you know... Because it's a good battle at the moment. Yeah, no, the, the Rovers-Derry thing, the pressure could be off them if you get to a situation where, yeah, the two of the three teams, Johnny mentioned, are in the cup final, then, uh, you know, the top four in the league would all make Europe. And actually, it would be the... Yeah, the same four teams going into Europe next year as this year. It's another two hundred grand minimum for that, all of them. Which makes the gap bigger makes with the, the gap other. Bigger. Group. I mean, the Docker hadn't, I think, for that much their fifth year in a row in Europe. Cork probably their fourth. Um, Rovers have missed a couple, but um, I mean, that's a hell of a. It's a very, it's, very it's important a, oh, point. Like. I mean, when you talk about the minimum two hundred, I think for the league winners, it's a minimum and just like five fifty. Just on Dundalk uh, How do you well. compete with that when you're a mid-table it's side? It's you know, just on Dundalk's well, our nearest figures, our most recent figures, show Macmillan is five behind Maguire in the goal score, so he still has a chance of being top scorer for the league. And he got two or three at the weekend, I think. Yeah. Oh, Macmillan's just had a great season, yeah. I mean, and he didn't score many penalties. Although he has taken, he is taking their penalties now. To be fair, Dundalk but, uh, in good form again. Just the, the bandwagon is going on at the moment. They're, they're 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 flying, and what they are doing actually is they're they're doing a small bit. What what Johnny said there about Cork. bringing players they're in, like, given that Connolly's getting a couple of games now, and I don't I think it took him a while to, to settle in he, there. Yeah, he's probably you not, know him very well. Yeah, like he's quick. Yeah, you know where Stephen's team is built up, he'd be good on the counter attack. But the general play that you know over in the last tour of the pitch, the combination play that Dundalk have with McElhenney and stuff, where Dylan's more like get it, put it in, and I'll, I'll get in behind him. So he's probably trying to fit him into into his team and looking at him maybe for next season. And Connor Clifford got a game as well with Stephen O'Donnell. He hasn't, got, he hasn't got a lot. Seems to play yeah, well on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Well, look, you know, he, he might rekindle something. Well, he's there. probably in that zone of yeah. show me what you can do between yeah. now and the rest of the season, or else you know uh, we'll see. Duffy is flying, I have to say as well. Good, he is. Really he is. Good. He has. Like he possibly came home, one of these lads who maybe confidence might have been affected, had a bit of a mixed time in Scotland, hadn't played a huge amount with Dundee. He has really clicked. Mountney is playing very well. Benson. You know, Benson. Yeah. Now, Benson and Mountney are amongst those that are out of contract, but Duffy's there next year. Connolly's there next year. Um, they've others to, to tie down, but they've there is something happening there again. Um, that, I mean, the, the cup is, is something. Well, with the money, the, the money, the European money, Johnny, you're talking about, it's, 
you know, this is the difference. This will be the top three or four teams that have the money. It's colossal. Like. And then it'll be the mid-table stuff, the way Bowers are at the moment. In fairness to them, they've done, I think they've done great. Oh, I think they've done well. great. To, you know, the stained mid-table team, you know, what resources they've had. Pats have been obviously poor. So we're going to have that top three or four teams, that middle and... You well, you look at it now, I mean, Bowles, like, you've been excellent. They nearly lost uh, Fudzer. Uh, Ahura is linked with somebody to, to, as well, I think. Ahura's got yeah. lots of interest. Well, he, you know, but like, uh, Swally, how good is he? Then, nearly went to to Barnet, I should mm. say. In he's last only week, you know, that just fell through at the last. It fell through, but it just goes. To, I mean, I, I think to be honest, not many League of Ireland clubs are in a position to refuse a fee from no. from anyone. But I think if anyone could, I mean, I think the, you know the, the one or two top teams. It's one thing letting a player go to Championship or Preston, but when a League Two side, a very low profile League Two side, can come in. And make a bit. It just goes to show where you're at in the in the sort Kyle of. Horry looks a good player. Well, he's, he's 17, 18, is he? Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he has that sort of profile. Now, you've, you've seen players in recent years of that age. There's a bit of talk about them. even Stephen Best come in and mm. played a few games, and all of a sudden there was challenge. Didn't. But they need to be managed properly. But you know, That's they the need thing. to be looked after and managed properly. And uh, you know, it's only starting for them. He, we, we're going to have to get to the the cup quarterfinals this weekend now, and uh, the loud derbies and Dock and Drogheda, Bluebell against Rovers. Unfortunately, you're a good. Buddy Keith Fahey is suspended. suspended John. Yeah, he got two yellow cards. As as so Keith put up a wonderful picture on Twitter oh, there yeah. during the week. Fortunately, we can't show we it. We can't show it. Yeah. Maybe we can tweet it off the account. I think yeah. at some stage people can, maybe by the time this goes out, we'll have tweeted it. But uh, Keith was clearing out the old attic and he has a picture of a Pats team in the 1990s. Does that mean we get old when he's clearing well, out the attic? Well, there's, 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 there's this fella now in the, back, in the middle of the back row, you know, and it Lovely was like a well built centre hat, but he's got this striking head of hair on top. And I was like, is that? Is that, is that's what you get for heading the ball yeah. <laughs> and uh, two black pearls of Vinci Core in the photo as well we had yeah. Kurt Fleming and Ozo Paul Ozan yeah, yeah. Um, they, that was a great team John in fairness when you it, was, it, was a, it was a team that you know initially we got together Brian got together patchy together kind of oh he did he pulled yeah. it, you know when you know Brian for pulling team and it was a great group you know where we we were probably people probably looked at us Damien Bourne was in that group young Morris O'Driscoll Pat Fenlon would have been in around the subs John Ryan you know all them lads but Harold's Cross as well Harold's, yeah we played in Harold's Cross but uh, good group got a good team spirit together and we, you know we done really really well we were talking about goals I think you know we, we used to win matches 1-0 2-1 I think we won the league that year conceded maybe 20 goals or something Dan it was just yeah. so solid and tight and, but good group of lads and it's still in you know, good contact with that group. Of Sad players. that Harold's cross is gone now, isn't it? Oh, it's gone look. full yeah. stop. How, yeah. how do you? Uh, yeah, exactly. Any, any enduring memories of Harold's cross for you? I just Wednesday. Remember playing Derry in a FAI Cup replay on a Wednesday afternoon, packed, match delayed, like whatever, four, five, six thousand at the game Wednesday afternoon. But you know that type of stuff. Uh, you know, Brian going around cleaning up the dogs, whatever, before the match. You know, try, yes, whatever. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, there's nothing special about the place. It was basic dress rooms, but we just had a great team spirit. But that dirty game just always stands out. Hendo making a brilliant save from Alec Christich. Uh, centre four, but it was packed on a Wednesday afternoon. And and the, the, I think the sad thing about the Cup is now because... Um, in the Galway United programme on Friday, we were looking back on the programme against Pats, I think, in around 2001, when um, Eric Levine scored and Galway United won 1-0. But it was around the quarter-final of the Cup thereabouts. But I, I, the, the guy who wrote the article said, possibly the biggest crowd that ever watched a game in Terryland. And I was thinking back, I think there were 7,000 people there. And unfortunately, now, Galway United are playing Limerick 
on Friday and I'd say we'd be happy with two? Th- th- happy with two and the plan was to try to get Liam McCarthy to make a visit which would definitely bring another few hundred I would have thought whether that'll happen or not I don't know but Galway Limerick is the third game and Longford Cork is the fourth game yeah well, I mean we'll, and we'll pretty run through yeah, it but the, I mean, the Longford game is on Saturday, Saturday. and some people then before we, we get to that later but some people are tipping Longford to actually cause a surprise which I find hard to believe ah, but anyway Dundalk Drahada let's start with I think, that I think Johnny just hinted at a very quick preview there a couple of minutes ago by ma- mentioning I, I think Dundalk beat Drada. I think I think Shamrock Rovers beat Blue Bell. The games in Tala. I think any uh, you know that that makes it very comfortable. Got to get Blue Bell. Brilliant mention. Oh. Fantastic. Andy Noonan and his group. Get, Serious group of players there as well. Scully plays there as well. You know, so Dean Ebb was yeah, over in Scotland. There's lads playing in that Scully league. isn't even on the team. I think. But they, there's lads playing the in the league bench. that could play in the league, but they just don't have the time. More commitments and stuff like that. Yeah. And so fair play to you, Blue. No, Bell. no, not to be dis- like dismissive nope. of them. Yeah. I think I think you know they, they could give them a game, but I just think the fact the games have been moved to Tala, it's Rovers Pat. There's no, no there's no intimidation factor in, in any in any way. I mean, even like Dundalk down in Crumlin a couple of weeks ago, the fact it was just a different kind of pitch and yeah, surroundings, yeah. and they narrowed the pitch. And I mean, Tala's unfortunately, I think that would be comfortable so, for for Rovers. Are you doing any coaching now, by the way? No, he's working away. We had a team out from America that bring the players over with them for the. What do they do? They they bring they showcase players. They bring them over from the states and they, to play League of Ireland potentially they, or yeah, no, to play all around Europe. Three or four of them got clubs in Czechoslovakia and Latvia. So they come yeah. where they come over here. Yeah, they come from America. Yeah. How, who organised that? De- or how's yeah, it Decky Roach, like called Decky Roach. Oh yeah. Organized, yeah. Ex League of Ireland yeah. midfielder. Celtic, Celtic, yeah, yeah. Decky, yeah. yeah. I so vaguely remember. Yeah. So Decky's in DCU. So I'm doing a bit of work with Decky. So yeah. is this some kind of human trafficking operation <laughs> here? We've been very flippant about it. So they come over to they come over from America. Remember in England years ago, they used to have that end of the season. Yeah. People are going to yeah. watch, yeah. So they bring the scouts in from around. They had one in Malta last year and they had one in America. So they couldn't get all the players in January and get them ready for. The and you're out in DCU, is it? We're out in the AUL, yeah. Oh, the AUL. Yeah, yeah, so was it there for two weeks. So and does any uh, League of Ireland clubs come out to have a look at these guys? Or of, th- I think John Caulfield tried to sign a couple last year. He he went out to America last year with Pete Mann and I think Pat Fenlon was out there. But uh, they couldn't get uh, work permits. Say, Pete, you're talking about Pete Mann there, right? The, chan- the, the likelihood, I think, is that Pete will probably step down at the end of the season. I think he's 70 now. Would that be a job that... You, that's that's would you uh, be age discrimination. No, but I think, I think he's already <laughs> said that, which makes you young, actually. I don't know. Is he, has he... Think I, that, oh. I think that my understanding is he probably will step down, but that's okay. not set in stone. Would you have any interest going back? League of Ireland? Not necessarily draw the bus. I look at, you know, you'd never say no. Absolutely. I mean... How's the cab business? Oh, sure, look, so you keep yeah. going. Roll on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the well, no, Johnny, you would. It depends if something comes yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Would you be I, assistant coach necessarily? No issue doing that? No problem whatsoever. Yeah. Once the work has been done right and the club has been run right and whatever, so... Then he won't come on LOI Weekly anymore. He might like, take Johnny home after. I'm yeah. not sure about those sandals being sort of spotted. Right. Any, any Go United versus Limerick, and I want to get you out of here and get to yeah. you with your wedding preparations. Yeah, no, they won't be wedding if I don't get going. Um, Go United Limerick. Ooh, I, 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 just, it's very hard to be confident in Limerick at the moment. I think Galway are probably a better side than them at this point, even though they're behind them in the table. And would both teams prefer three points on the day? Oh, they they t- would, yeah, yeah. 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 They signed they the night, your man Niall Maher from Bury. He looks a very promising player for League of Ireland. He played on Friday, didn't mm. he? Yeah, mm. big yeah. lad as well. I yeah. think Galway being at home obviously gives them a big advantage. Could be a draw and then back to Limerick. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. You have the replays this round as well, don't yeah. you? So I, I think I'd be confident enough we'll win this. Um, just I think Limerick are fi- shaky, shaky at the moment. Does, does anyone here disagree with Cork, Dundalk, Galway, and? Rovers being the four semi. Is there any chance of an upset in Longford Cork then? 
I don't think so. No, highly no. unlikely. I don't think so. I, I mean, they certainly did very well in the previous round, and we had Neil Fan on, and even when Sliger went down to ten, or sorry, you know, the, 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 their fitness levels, like Longford's fitness levels, was very good. Sorry, just across the whole hundred and twenty minutes. Um, I'd give so, them a squeak of at least giving them a game. Yeah, but I'm going with the, the, game, the, four, the yeah, four. I think those four. I think I think Limerick is Limerick and Galway to me is the only real debate. Who goes down then? Last question for you. Who gets relegated this year apart from Drada? I think the I think Sligo's goal difference is definitely going to go against them. Yeah, I would be to be disaster if Pats went down. So I'm looking at maybe Sligo Drada. Sorry to say, but Johnny, but I think Galway might be in there as well. I think and Pat's going to relegated. I do, I do think Pat's going to relegated. I tell you one thing, Chrissy Fagan is just not really playing as well as he should be this season, full stop. Don't and know, I, don't I think Buckley's... But just whatever it is, but Dan... Uh, at this point, I'm going to have to go for a draw, obviously. I think Galway, just because I just... You know, I think time's running out, and... Maybe Finn Harps. So time has run out as, as well as they've done. Time has run out on us as well, and uh, I think that was episode twenty nine. It wasn't Soccer Republic, as I mentioned yet again earlier. I don't know why you have such a. What is this show? LOI Weekly, I think. Is LOI Weekly, yeah. and uh, we will try to tweet that iconic photo of uh, some of the Pats legends of ninety six. League winning team. League John. winning team. Yeah. Ninety. Uh, ninety. Wasn't ninety six. Ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety. Sorry, ninety. Oh, we did win ninety six as well. Well done, Johnny. One hundred percent. Sippy Campbell with the free kick up and all. Met Soupy recently. He's going to appear in the match. Program Mexico yeah, United yeah. played in the cup final. We won the league first time in 1996 was the first time Pats ever won the league in Inchi Car. They always won it outside of Inchi Car. And it's a long, they're a long way from that at the moment. But thanks for listening. And uh, next week, then we'll be able to tell you who's uh, left in the cup. And we will be on week 30 then. And Dan will be married. Happily married, Joe. Happily, are you happily married? Ian? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> All the best. <laughs>